How'd that uh, write-up go last week, D-Roy? Well, uh, I'll tell you. Mr. Madison will go first. Mr. Gordon, choose the topic. English literature, U.S. presidents, my wife, the tramp, burning dog poo and the human response, reflections of society and literature, reflections of society and literature. Good luck, Schmidt. Mr. Madison, the Industrial Revolution changed the face of the modern novel forever. Discuss citing specific examples. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and welcome to the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by I Tanked the Fuck Out of Last Weekend. Holy shit. And I am here to admit it. (laughs) Holy fuck. What the fuck happened? Oh, my God. First of all, let's get this shit out of the way. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And on Facebook for the time being, Dennis M. Roy over there. How is everybody doing? Obviously not winning money for last week. Holy fuck. Oh my god. Oh, it really, it was just like, really? 
Really? This is this is this is how it's <laughs> this is how it's going. All right, fantastic. I let. Uh, plain and simple. I really should have just went with my fucking inner fan and just went with the fucking Packers. It, it is what it is. I I I don't know what to fucking tell anybody. The hardest part of this whole thing is trying not to let your inner fan interfere with what you're reading, what you're seeing, and what you're feeling about the games are, right? So I look at it, and I'm like, wow. Look at look at this matchup against the Rams. It's obviously it's just gonna be it's gonna be Aaron Jones. There's no there's no way there's no way I'm seeing this that you know Rodgers could have a hell of a game. There's no fucking way. Lo and behold, what happens? Fucking they didn't beat the shit out of him, but they kind of beat the shit out of him. I mean, it, it, oh my god. So yes, this podcast is late in the week. This is going to be the review, the divisional round review, and then uh, we will have a part two that will take a look at the games moving forward uh, for this weekend for the conference championships. So uh, we do all know who won, right? We all know who won. Great. Uh, but for the people that don't know who won, we're going to go through these games anyway. So let's take a look, um, kind of give you my thoughts and stuff, and we'll go over the plays. Uh, that I had in there uh, for the write-up and stuff. So, Green Bay Packers, 32-18 to 18 winners over the L.A. Rams. Jared Goff, 21-27 to 27 for 174 and a touchdown. Um, threw a little bit better than I thought he was going to, even with uh, Cooper Cup uh, sitting this one out with the bursitis in the knee. Where I did say to watch out for that. Um, couldn't really track down who I was kind of looking at. Um, as kind of the next man up type mentality, you know, for the wide receiving core, the tight ends and whatnot. So, um, we'll go through, we'll go through that here in a minute, but let's start with, let's go next to, uh, Cam Akers, who was in the write up 18 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown also had one reception on one target for six yards. So was very good. Uh, chalk is shit, but it, I mean, the play plays green Bay really has trouble with running backs. And I don't know if it's so much that they have problem with running backs as they're trying to keep the passing games or the passing attacks for the, pa- for the opposing team at bay and more focused on not getting beat, uh, not getting beat over the top. So trying to keep everything in front of them, and what they kind of do is they let the running back kind of roam free. Can bite them in the ass if they have uh, stud running backs at times. We have seen them, though, if they're able, if the team is able to get ahead, um, they're able to kind of keep those stats in check. So, um, and and of course, not let it beat them, beat them in the end. But wide receivers, okay. So we had Josh Reynolds. Three receptions on four targets for 65 yards. Robert Woods, eight receptions on 10 targets, 48 yards. Van Jefferson, the guy that I love. I love this rookie. I love him. I love him. I love him. Six receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown on seven targets. And then if you get to the tight ends, you know, somebody had brought up Gerald Everett. I go, well, you know, you could kind of tell that I was kind of like, well, I don't know about that. And Tyler Higbee, nah. 
I mean, it, I mean, it works because you're looking at a you know you're looking at say a slot receiver, but they were kind of mixing and matching them. Uh, Robert Woods was really kind of moving into the interior. Uh, that's why you were you were seeing a, a lot more targets. Well, of course, he's the number one wide receiver, but you're seeing a lot more targets and receptions. Um, yeah, go fuck yourself. I don't know who you are. Um, so him dipping into the slot kind of took over a little bit of the Cooper Cup role. Uh, allowed Van Je- uh, Jefferson to be on the outside. They kind of left him free. Got a real short touchdown in there. He was real extreme value. I looked at him, but uh, you know, it's it's tough when you when you get into you know the smaller slates and stuff because you're looking at all these you know secondary tertiary uh, uh, you know pieces. And I guess it's it really as far as you know the trouble for me is saying okay, you know I love Van Jefferson I have loved him ever since you know the uh, rookie dynasty rankings if you went back there I'm a huge Van Jefferson guy um, he's going to be the guy that's going to take over when Josh Reynolds eventually leaves here after this offseason. but for me to go in there confidently and go. Why you need you need you need value? Let's go, Van Jefferson. You know, I, I love the talent and I love the kid, but I guess maybe it's just trusting the team or whatnot. But you know, overall, it's just me going. Look, I like this kid. If you want to take a shot, take the shot. We know that these when you're doing tournaments and stuff with this few of teams, it's it's tough to take the top spot so we do need to we need to take chances on these guys especially for tournaments because i mean we're not really playing any cash games so um it's kind of my focus trying to play the game the correct way getting off the obvious choices and kind of just saying you know what we're gonna stick with this guy he's gonna be lesser you you know utilized so let's take the shot here let's go for the gusto if we get it we get it awesome if we don't we fucked up but we were different than everybody else but you know the problem is is whenever anybody loses because they had a piece like that then they want to bitch and moan that they didn't fucking cash out and it was like well it's a it's a tournament you're trying to be fucking different we got two games coming up this weekend. We can, you know, you don't need to be super different, but is there a piece that could come through? And it's up to you. It's up. To, it's up to me first, and then up to you if you're going to utilize that piece. If you want to get different like that, or if you want to, you know, just go for the tie. So. That's kind of the thing when I ever I'm in a chat and and I see you know well I lost you know I lost I went with this piece and it's like I'm trying to piece this fucker together and you know I can't make the players fucking do you know do what I want they have to come through but any which way well, I mean and that's going to come up with the Tampa Bay game when we get there the last game of the week uh, of last weekend but. Aaron Rodgers on the Green Bay side, 22 of 36, 296 and 2, no interceptions. 
also had four rushes, uh, well, four, basically one rush for one yard, um, and that was for a touchdown. Very, very good game for Rodgers against a very good L.A. Rams defense. Like I said, I really wish I would have just stuck with my fandom, but I can't let that stuff kind of, you know, cloud my vision and stuff and, and whatnot. So they're going to be popular this next week, but uh, running backs, Aaron Jones, 14 carries, 99 yards and a touchdown, had a nice 60 yard uh, run there in this game. Also had one, uh, one, ca- uh, boy, I can't even talk one reception on two targets for 14 yards. Jamal Williams got back in here, 12 carries for 65 yards. Uh, did not have any receptions. Uh, Jamal Williams really was in there pass blocking, and he was kind of the finisher of this game. And I'm kind of curious on whether or not A.J. Dillon would have been involved in that, too. He had, he also had six carries for 27 yards. Um, and then he hurt his quadricep. But uh, Williams looked really good in there, too. Uh, I mean, if you just look at the averages alone against this against this defense. I mean, it was Aaron Jones had 7.1 yards per carry. Jamal Williams, 5.4. A.J. Dillon, 4.5. So they were, they were, they were destroying that whole front. But I mean, we, we had kind of talked about that, that Aaron Donald wasn't going to be a hundred percent. So, uh, the running back position was definitely a spot that maybe we could take a look at. And, you know, Aaron Jones is, you know, he's not the bell cow, but he is the first guy. So, but Green Bay wide receivers, Allen Robinson, four, we'll talk about this one too. Uh, four receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown on eight targets. Devonta Adams, nine receptions for 66 yards, a touchdown on 10 targets. Robert Tunyon, the tight end, four receptions for 60 yards on four targets. Uh, MVS, four receptions for 33 yards on eight targets. Eight targets. So what happened here? Alan, Alan Lazard ended up being the uh, the cheaper wide receiver piece that 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 we needed. Uh, MVS did not work out, but before Alan Lazard ever got that opportunity for the long touchdown, did anybody see? I know, I know one guy. I know one guy for certain. I know Randy saw it. Because we talked about it. MVS was going up the left side. Rogers saw him and overthrew him out of bounds. There was absolutely nobody around Valdez Scantling. If he would have caught that, I think it would have been about it would have been about the same same length, if not a little bit longer, than what Alan Lazard had. He catches that, but if he's able, you know, if he had the ability to catch that ball, right? If it was there for him, and plus he's got to catch it, uh, then you take the Alan Lazard stats and you flip it with MVS's stats. Lazard does not get that touchdown. So the players got to play. The call was right. He had he had that secondary toasted on the play, and Rodgers just overshot him. 
So you can be mad all you want about the pick of MVS over Alan Lazard. Um, but I still stick with what I saw. Um, it was there. It just didn't work out. But I can 100% fucking tell you that MVS will be written up again this week. Because you're going to get a lot of people looking at Alan Lazard this week. And they are talking about it all over the radio. And we'll get to the reason why I'm back on MVS this week. Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills. Bills, the 17-3 winners here. Oh, this game was fucking horrible. Expected this game to be a little bit higher scoring. Uh, Defense has decided to show up, um, in particular the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Cornerback Teron Johnson took a Lamar Jackson pass, 102 yards for a pick six. Lamar Jackson, 14-24, 162 yards and an interception. Nine carries for 34 yards before uh, leaving the game with a concussion, which brought in... (laughs) Tyler Huntley, uh, the only quarterback who is available, uh, undrafted rookie, uh, six for 13, 60 yards, nothing bid there, had three rushes for 32 yards as well. Running backs did not get the job done either, although either, although uh, they did have you know, a 4.2 average against these Buffalo Bills. Gus Edwards, 10 for 42. J.K. Dobbins, 10 for 42, no touchdowns. The one stat that you are not hearing out there is that Baltimore did still run for 150 yards against the Buffalo Bills. Keep that in the back of your heads. 4.7 average. Take out Tyler Huntley, you're still looking you're still looking at 128 yards rushing on the Buffalo Bills. And you're talking pretty much three quarters worth of work. Hold on to that. Baltimore wide receivers. Marquise Brown came through again. Four receptions, 87 yards on seven targets. I uh, did say I liked uh, Mark Andrews over Marquise Brown, but Mark Andrews did not come through. Four for 28 on 11 targets. The dude had 11 fucking targets. Get out of here. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, though, did have three receptions, 51 yards on five targets. So he was really good in the passing game. Uh, He is going to definitely be their number one next year. Uh, You can expect him and Gus Edwards with uh, 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 Justice Hill because they have released Mark Ingram. and they did that this week. So let's see here. Willie Sneed, 5 for 25 on 5 targets. Miles Boykin, 3 for 20 on 4. Uh, fullback Patrick Ricard, 1 for 11 on 1 target. Uh, Des Bryant also had a target. Oh, And Justice Hill had a target. Uh, Willie Sneed, uh, I mean, full point PPR, he would have been good for 7.5 uh, points for cheap value. I still would have probably went with it. Uh, As for now, Marquise Brown is going to be their number one target. Uh, We'll see what they do in the offseason. Remember, 
the offseason, <laughs> after the Super Bowl, we're still going. We're still going. We're going to work towards Dre. We got, we'd have a little less than three months after the Super Bowl to get everybody ready for draft, uh, for the NFL draft. And we will try to do uh, myself and uh, uh, one Paul Burkholz. Maybe we'll get somebody else on here, too. Maybe we can do a live one here. You know what I mean? It would be great. Have a three-man team. It'd be great, and hopefully Paul won't be on, uh, you know, a thirty be ahead of me by thirty seconds, you know, so he ruins the fucking pick, like you know Jordan Love. But I doubt it. He'll still be pissed about whoever the Packers take, anyways. Buffalo side: Josh Allen, twenty-three of thirty-seven for two hundred six and a touchdown, no interceptions. Seven rushes for three yards. Very mundane game for Josh Allen. Uh, Devin Singletary. Ooh. Hey, hey, we're going to use Devin Singletary for value. Seven carries, 25 yards. Also had three receptions for 12 yards on three targets. He looks fucking great. It's going to be nice to n- fucking use him against uh, Kansas City. Use him against Kansas City. Yeah, this could be fucking great. Oh, my God. Can he get a worse, worse running back to have against the best team to use a running back against? Just gross. Buffalo receiving those. Stephon Diggs came through. Eight receptions for 106 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. We called that one. John Brown I did not see coming. Um, but I really should because I mean between Jimmy Smith and Mark and Marcus Peters, you know Mark uh, uh, Marlon Humphreys was pretty much going to shut down the slot in there. But John Brown, man, eight receptions for sixty-two yards, not real, you know, you know yards per catch average at seven point eight, but you know eleven targets, really, really, really. So he's kind of intriguing. Uh, we'll get into we'll get into Kansas City, but uh, Dawson Knox two receptions, eighteen yards on two targets. Blah, great. Glad I wrote him up. Uh, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah McKenzie uh, two for eight on two targets, and Cole Beasley shut out with two targets, and also Gabe Davis was shut out with four targets. Um, but if you looked at, if you were actually watching this game, who was the end zone target? That was Gabe Davis, Gabriel Davis. So he had a shit game before a game where he could actually pop off. Write that the fuck down. Don't tell anybody else though. I mean, tell them to listen to the podcast, but tell them to listen to like last week's podcast. So then they fuck up. <laughs> but then they still give me like great reviews by the way give me a fucking review anybody else give me a fucking review i got like three reviews it's like great great haven't had a review since draft season come on come on get those five star ratings in too jesus christ man i gotta make a fucking living <sighs> Don't give me those five-star reviews. I'm going to start putting real fucking commercials in here. You guys want that? You guys want that? Huh? Yeah? You want to waste 30 seconds with a fucking commercial instead of my fucking tedious voice? Oh, okay. 
Okay. Kansas City Chiefs, 22-17 to winners over the Cleveland Browns, and I swear to fucking God, I stick behind everything I wrote up about the Cleveland Browns. That one, I am 100% behind. There was so many fucking missed opportunities in this game. It was fucking ridiculous. Oh, my God. And it, and it's not on Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he threw an interception, you know, bad. But, I mean, come on. Help the dude out. He was having a, he was having a pretty good fucking game. He was. Uh, he was 23. He ended up 23 of 37 for 204, a touchdown and an interception. There was at least two other fucking times that he should have had touchdowns. He should have had three touchdown passes in this game. Just sick. Uh, running backs, Nick Chubb. We're going to get on you, Nick Chubb. 13 carries for 69 yards. Great. 5.3 average, right? Good. Two receptions for four yards on five targets. Those three targets that he dropped, he dropped them. They were in his fucking hands. One of those, you could see it. He had he gets by one dude. All he needed to get by was one dude. He was gone. That little bastard was gonna be gone. It was God so gross, so gross. Kareem Hunt six carries, thirty two yards and a touchdown. Pretty much, you know, we knew the revenge touchdown. But I mean, he only had one target in the passing game. One target. One catch, two yards. Gross. Fucking gross. Receiving, Rashad Higgins. (laughs) Butterfingers, as we're going to call him today. Five receptions for 88 yards on seven targets. Decided, eh, nah, nah. Just going to, eh, let this go. Just fumble it. Right out through the end zone. Now he did. He did get. He did get a. He did get hit with the crown of a dude's helmet. But I mean, it wasn't like a terrible hit. It was just he was at full extension, drops the ball, rolls in the end zone, goes out for a touchback. Just god awful, fucking god awful. Mm. David and Joku four receptions for fifty nine yards on five targets. His buddy Austin Hooper, two receptions for 16 yards on three targets. Go fuck yourself, David Njoku. You shouldn't have even been fucking playing. So mad about that. Took everything away from Hooper. It's just oh, gross. Gross. Combine what did, what would they have had? Six receptions. 75 yards. On eight targets. That would have been good for one tight end. One tight end. That would have been great. Donovan Peoples-Jones, one reception for 23 yards on a target. Blah. Uh, Jarvis Landry written up seven for 20. Not great, but had a touchdown mm-hmm. on 10 targets. Yeah. I mean, full point PPR, you're looking at nine fifty. You're looking at 15 points right there uh, for Mr. Landry. We went over Hooper. We went over Chubb. We went over Hunt. Harrison Bryan had a target, but no catches. Baker Mayfield, one reception for negative eight yards on one target. Yes, he did throw a pass to himself, or it bounced right back into his hands, I should say. (laughs) 
Kansas City side, Patrick Mahomes, 21-30, 255 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. Also had three rushes for 14 yards and a rushing score before getting knocked out with a chokehold, concussion, whatever you want to call it. He is... Uh, he did practice in a limited fashion. He was taking snaps at practice on Wednesday. Uh, so he's going to be good to go. He's going to be good to go. But Chad Henney did come in uh, 6 of 8 for 66 yards, a pick, uh, two uh, rushes for 12 yards. Very impressive <laughs> rush for a first down. Uh, that was great. Um, Daryl Williams. Uh, I did not go... With these guys, I did not go with any of the running backs for Kansas City. Um, I should have. I should have went with Daryl Williams. I knew it was going to be Daryl Williams. This is probably a little bit too cute. Um, Daryl Williams was actually the more obvious choice than Le'Veon Bell. I don't know why. People were getting directed towards Le'Veon Bell. I should have, even in the Sunday chat, I should have just been like, dude, we should just go Darrell Williams just based off how many people are, are on Le'Veon Bell. Um, I did use Darrell Williams in Showdown. I did talk to somebody about that. Um, 13 carries, 78 yards, good for a 6.0 average. Or 6.0, yeah, 6.0 average, no touchdowns. Also had four receptions for 16 yards on four targets. They actually looked pretty I thought he hit looked a little bit better in the past game than that, but it is what it is. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, two carries for six yards, also had two targets, uh, no receptions. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is basically dead. We do not know if CEH is going to play this week. He's trending towards playing, uh, so I would expect, though, I do actually, I do actually have like a kind of a conspiracy theory about it. I'll wait. I'll, we're going to wait on talking about CEH and Daryl Williams on the next podcast, okay? So we'll just go to the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, eight receptions for 110 yards. No touchdowns. They had 10 targets. Also had three carries for nine yards. Uh, very good play there. You know, the payup spots, right? Travis Kelsey, eight receptions for 109 yards. And a touchdown. So he was the better play over Tyreek. Uh, 11 total targets. Nicole Hardman filling in for Sammy Watkins. Four receptions for 58 yards on four targets. Uh, he was a value play. Full point PBR. Uh, very good. Uh, just under 10. No, he had a rush. He had a rush for four. So he, he hit the 10-point plateau. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, in case anybody cares. Uh, three targets, one reception for 14 yards. Byron Pringle. Somebody brought up Byron Pringle. No, we're not using fucking Byron Pringle. We're not. We're just not. Unless, of course, you're playing uh, Kansas City's defense slash special teams, then Byron Pringle's actually in play. But he had two receptions for 14 yards on three targets. Uh Byron Pringle, I would only take the shot if you're taking a shot with the Kansas City defense just to uh, double dip on there so that's my feeling on Byron Pringle you're not going to use him just as a one-off so um Tampa Bay 30 to 20 winners over the New Orleans Saints had this game kind of wrong I 
if, if you couldn't tell or if I did say I was kind of teetering between Tom Brady and Drew Brees, I obviously I picked the wrong fucking side. Uh, but Tom Brady, 18 to 33 for 199 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, also had five carries, two yards, which was a goal line quarterback sneak touchdown in there. Uh, the running backs, Leonard Fournette. Okay, now we need to pay attention to these running backs, okay? So, Leonard, they're going to be talking. Uh, one of them is going to be talking. But Leonard Fournette, 17 carries for 63 yards. Ronald Jones, 13 carries for 62 uh, before aggravating whatever the quad calf, whatever the fuck bullshit he's got. But, I mean, when you really look at the receiving element of it, Leonard Fournette, five receptions for 44 yards and a touchdown on six targets. Ronald Jones, no receptions on one target. So, Leonard Fournette, if you're going to double dip with a running back, he's going to be the guy that we're going to want to probably lean more towards uh, in their matchup against Green Bay over kind of Ronald Jones. But uh, we'll we'll sit we'll sit on it. We'll kind of have some thoughts and whatnots uh, when we go through the matchup report here. But uh, Cameron Brait again uh, is basically outdoing Rob Gronkowski. So Cameron Brait, four receptions, 50 yards, no touchdowns on five targets. Rob Gronkowski, one catch for 14 yards on five targets. So still same target share, uh, but Cameron Brait is still kind of operating kind of hot right now. Now, Chris Godwin, four receptions for 34 yards on seven targets. You can't blame Chris Godwin for dropping that pass in the end zone. That was a hard fucking catch. To me, it seemed like Brady had to throw it right there, so it was going to be a kind of a miraculous play if he could make it or not. He almost had it. So this whole thing with Chris Godwin and the drops, it's still going on, but he's right fucking there. And if you're going to tell me that you're not even going to consider Chris Godwin because of the drops, then you might as well not even fucking play this week. Seriously. And we're gonna when we get to the matchups, I'm going to tell you why. Scotty Miller, one reception, 29 yards, two targets. Tyler Johnson, the rookie from Minnesota, beautiful catch for 15 yards on one target. I told you I wanted Tyler Johnson in fucking Green Bay. He would have looked good in green and gold. Antonio Brown, the guy I had written up, right? One reception, 10 yards on two targets. He did get hurt, um, but uh, he can go fuck himself this week. Uh, I'll still consider him, but we'll have to take a look at the matchup with Jair Alexander. Or is Jair Alexander going to cover Mike Evans? One reception, three yards, which happened to be a touchdown on three targets. So not fantastic uh, day for the wide receivers, uh, which is really, really disappointing. But like I said, if Chris Godwin actually got that uh, touchdown from Bree, uh, from Brady, uh, it would have actually changed the fortunes of probably that passing game. Drew Brees, 19-34 for 134 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Three is also the number of yards that he had rushing. Alvin Kamara, 18 carries for 85 yards, was doing really, really well against Tampa, to be completely honest. 
And let's see. In the receiving game, he had three grabs for 20 yards on six targets. Now, Alvin Kamara had a really good game, right? New Orleans kind of knows how to handle Tampa Bay's uh, front in there. Now, Tampa Bay will get Vita Vea back, apparently, at nose tackle slash D-tackle. So that might cut down some of the running lanes. Uh, but uh, there have been people that compare Aaron Jones kind of to, like, a uh, Alvin Kamara light. So would Aaron Jones be involved, you know, would he be somebody that we would look towards? Maybe. He's going to be the highest. He's obviously the highest priced running back on the slate coming up. So I think it just comes down really to, you know, it's going to come down to lineup construction on there more than I think uh, usership, ownership, whatever you want to say. Receiving. (laughs) Before we get to receiving. Jameis Winston came into the game for one pass attempt, completed it, 56 yards, and a touchdown to one Trey Quan Smith. Three receptions, 85 yards, two touchdowns on three targets. Talked about this exclusively in the SI chat. I was kind of doing some inner monologuing out in the open of, uh, you know, well, kind of philosophizing about the slate as far as the two-gamer was concerned. We got the notice that morning that Traquan Smith was going to be activated from IR and actually going to be playing. So my question was, would they would the Saints activate Traquan Smith if they did not have plans to use him? And he was the best. He was like the one of the best receiver. He was like the best receiver on the whole fucking slate. So I had. I said it was like it was like I had the nuclear codes in my possession the whole time and didn't fucking use them. You know, something along that lines. Just absolutely fucking gross. I was sick to my stomach that you know that was specifically the question: Would they use him? And then they used him on the trick play. And then, of course, Breeze's only touchdown was to uh, Traquan. Manuel Sanders was the guy I had written up, though. Uh, six receptions, 48 yards on nine targets. Not terrible, not great. Uh, Jared Cook, five for 28 on seven targets. Wasn't bad until he had the fumble. Ty Montgomery was in there, one reception for 13 yards on one target. Uh, Michael Burton, forget it, but Michael Thomas, man, zero receptions on four targets. Marquez Callaway, zero receptions on two targets. And Deontay Harris, who I said I was going to go away from, uh, one because of that whole trade. I was on to this Traquan thing a couple days beforehand. So... And I hadn't talked about it. So, but Deontay Harris, one reception, one target, minus one yards. Oh, jo- uh, perennial uh, tight end stud Josh Hill also had a reception for minus three on one target. So, what do we have going on here? What are our what are our matchups this weekend? Well, it's going to be Tampa Bay at Green Bay and Buffalo at Kansas City. 
two games that I'm really excited about. So that pretty much is your divisional playoff review. Now, if you want to go over some of these uh, little coaching deals, we had Dan Campbell was introduced as the Lions uh, head coach. I like his enthusiasm. I hope he can continue uh, to get it, you know, keep that up with Detroit. But I mean, we've seen it. You get a couple of years and you're just dead. You're just dead to the world. Just dead to the world. <laughs> um, Eagles hired, I believe it was Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator for, yeah, Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts, is now your head coach in Philadelphia. So, running game. Uh, running game, running game, running game. Running game, running game, running game. They fix the O-line. We can look at Miles Sanders. It's going to be a good, good deal. Mm. Dwayne Haskin agreed to do a deal with the Steelers. That's great. Uh, Ted Thompson, longtime Packers GM. Uh, he was the guy that uh, drafted Aaron Rodgers. He passed, he passed away last night at the age of 68. Don't know exactly what he died from. Uh, but don't really care. It was a sad, sad day. It's a sad, sad day in Packers Nation. So I would expect uh, Green Bay to just throttle the fuck out of Tampa right now. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, Mark Ingram got cut from the Ravens. Uh, Philip Rivers uh, retired this week. So end of the Philip Rivers era. Which is unfortunate. Uh, let's see here. Patrick Mahomes still in protocol. Took majority of snaps at practice. Of course he did. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Robert Sala got hired by the New York Jets. Uh, I hope he can fix that. I like Robert Sala. Hope that doesn't uh, kill him. Uh, let's see. Jaguars hire Ravens defensive line coach Joe Cullen as new defensive coordinator. Mm. Don't mind that. Antonio Brown, game time decision. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Um. Oh, Raheem, Mos uh, Raheem Morris, the... Falcons interim head coach, and he was their defensive coordinator, is hired as the Rams defensive coordinator. So uh, plenty of time for him to fuck that shit up. But uh, that's about it. That's, that's really all I got. Um, you know, the saga with uh, Deshaun Watson continues. Uh, God, I hope they don't trade him to the Jets. I, if they trade him to Miami, I'm getting a fucking Miami jersey. That's all there is to it. I'll get a fucking Dolphins jersey. I love my Deshaun Watson. But that's it for the review podcast. You guys do have uh, last night's updated spreadsheet in there, the first set. So, and you will, and if you look at the spreadsheet on there, both the two game slate and the showdown slates are on one spreadsheet. You just got the tab for the full. 
you got a tab for the showdown. So make sure to take a look in there, kind of get familiar with it, uh, because we're gonna keep, we're gonna start getting into it. Okay, and we're gonna I'm gonna start talking about some of these wide receiver cornerback matchups and what I'm seeing uh, compared to what PFF actually has on their charts. So. Hopefully, I see you for the next podcast. If anything, I'll have the write-up done this week. We'll get into all that. Take care if you're not listening to the next one. But if you're not listening to the next one, you're fucking retarded. I'm just going to say it. I don't even care. I'll have Paul come over to your house and hit you over his head with a fucking tack hammer. Doesn't bother me at all. 